Welcome to the Move the Stairs podcast by the Denver-based public relations strategist at MNC Communications. We help clients from the CBD industry to nonprofits and beyond tackle their toughest communications challenges and protect their brand using our state-of-the-art tools and strategies. I'm president and founder, Diane Mulligan. For us, public relations is all about brand protection. We are experts in growing active communities, deflecting negative public relations, and building trust to help our clients stand head and shoulders above competitors. I'm Vice President Sarah Beatty. We're all former journalists. We've been in front of the camera and behind the scenes. We call our experience insider media relations, helping clients turn crisis communications and media relations challenges into opportunities that bolster the bottom line. And I'm PR manager Jordan Sherman. At MNC, we craft distinctive and effective solutions for your communications challenges. We call it our Move the Stairs philosophy. On this podcast, we share our best ideas for brand protection, crisis communications, media relations, and more. Let's get right to it. This week's Move the Stairs podcast. Today, we're going to talk about how to build your CBD um, audience online and, and build it with loyalty so they come back over and over. And this comes from the fact that I was speaking at the Oregon Hemp Conference uh, on Wednesday. We were talking about brand protection, but the first, first thing you want to do in brand protection is to make sure that you build a community. Uh, we call this the Move the Stairs chat because one of our mantras at MNC is to move the stairs. Sarah, you want to explain a little bit about that? Well, so I love this um, idea. So this came from your experience producing in the field for um, for network news um, when John McCain was going to get the nomination and then he was going to come down the stairs. And of course, the first network TV station who gets him wins. And um, but the problem was the stairs were going to the other station, not to you, except that the stairs, right. right, were movable. So you picked them up and you moved them over to your side. And then John McCain came right down those stairs after accepting the nomination right to you. So yay! yay, And you won. (laughs) But what I love about this story, and Jordan and I talk about this all the time, is that it's um, the idea is you use what you have. You use what's in front of you. You don't go, oh man, I wish I could, you know, maybe I could talk to somebody or I could figure out how to get them over here or I could block them off. Or like you're not wishing. You're looking at what you have and you're figuring out how to make it work. That's right. You know? Get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Isn't that what they teach our children? That's the that's way what we I tell my children all right? the time. Right. <laughs> so that's what move the stairs means. And that's why we've named this blog, the move the stairs blog, because what we're talking about, the common element in everything that we talk about every single week is you use what you've got and you make the absolute best of it. That's what Absolutely. we're here to do this week, talking about building a loyalty, loyal CBD online community. And I love the idea of talking about community because we're really, um, you know, doing a lot of work in that space lately and bringing people together and, and helping people feel part of a community. Absolutely. Jordan, you want to talk a little bit about building the community and why it's important? Yeah, of course. Um, just, you know, when you're trying to integrate the move the stairs, you know, message with that, you just look at everything that we have been through in 2020. Um, <laughs> you know, it started with the COVID-19 pandemic. Yeah, seriously, no kidding. Um, has it been six months since uh, 2020 or 60 years is what it seems like. But, you know, we started with the COVID-19 pandemic and how do we adapt to that? You know, of course, today being Juneteenth uh, with some of the, uh, the Black Lives Matter movement across the country right now too. Um, so that that message of community has been so strong and we're going to talk about you know why empathy is so much uh, so very important here in this chat as well when you're talking about building that community because that's where we are in 2020 we have just been so beaten down with everything I think we all need a little break and you know to lean on one another for that support yeah it's so true and I think that always in every type of challenge there is an opportunity and the key is for you to find it. So there's some new research that's out from uh, Brightfield that talks about CBD in particular. And they talk about how those people that are using CBD, this was about in um, April that they did this survey and 
they interviewed about 1,600 people. So this is not a small survey. But of those who use CBD, about 39% said that they were going to increase their use. Um, and that um, about a third said that um, they were going to go to online. And while we know that online doesn't have great loyalty, what we do know, which is really cool, is that if you do a really good job, there's a real stickiness factor mm -hmm. online. So it's a great way for you to sit there and really build the community online. Um, and there's all these reasons to do it. So e-commerce sales are sticky. Brand loyalty isn't that strong, so you don't have to go up against huge Lots cahoots, of big cahoots, right? Yeah, and so this is the time to really, really focus on this. Sarah, you want to talk about um, who we're talking to? Because that's always a huge thing. It's not everybody. Right, demographics. So, um, you know, and I just wanted to follow up really quickly. Look at this number. Buyers are using CBD for self-care. So to follow up on what Jordan was just talking about, this idea of creating a, a community, that's that compassionate, empathetic area that, that you can really build on um, to create that kind of community as we're all kind of taking care of ourselves a little bit. Um, and, you know, building that community uh, is so important. So here's what we're talking about now, tailoring your message. So who's using CBD? We know this. It's going to be Gen Z and millennials. And Gen Z and millennial, just like uh, Gen X and baby boomers, have their own language right? They've got their own shorthand, their own... Um, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, right? They enjoy different things. What, you know, millennials are into craft beer and CBD and, you know, other things like that. So one way to reach out and talk to this demographic is to just ask, right? What are you, in what are you interested in? What do you like? Um, keep it simple, guys. Use, uh, ask them online put together a Google poll, um, send it out by email, throw, you can create polls on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook really, really easily and they'll, they'll total it up. So survey them, what are you guys interested in? What do you wanna see more of? What are you not interested in? Um, you know, what, what are you uh, looking for us to be talking about? And that's a real opportunity um, when you're talking to this Gen Z and millennial audience. The other thing, and I know this is scary for, for, for Gen Z and millennials, <laughs> this is called a phone and you can pick it up and you can, you can call people and you can talk to them. And what? it's, a, I know. You can't text? <laughs> <laughs> you could, but I want you to pick up the phone and I want you to call people. And I'll give you an example why. I answered a call yesterday. Um, it was somebody in the media and he said, hi, this is so-and-so Beatty. And I said, Beatty or Beatty? Cause my name's Beatty. And he goes, oh, are you a Beatty too? And I said, yeah. And we started talking about our Scottish um, fisherman clan ancestors in Northeast Scotland and his aunt had gone there. And we had this whole conversation. I don't know this guy from Adam. He doesn't know me. But we he does had, now. He does now. <laughs> and like we have people, right? So that was a really cool situation that was enabled by picking up the phone. And you just don't know what little tidbits, what relationships, what um, interesting things you might surprisingly get out of a phone conversation that you wouldn't normally get. And the other thing, we just talked about this a few minutes ago, use their words, totally, says Jordan. Um, you know, there's uh, GIFs, or we fight over this all the time. GIFs, Jeff. GIFs? GIF. GIFs. So he's wrong. And... <laughs> That's I'm just fine. saying that because you have seniority. Damn straight. <laughs> We're not going to talk about how much seniority, but you're going to use their words. You're going to use, um, you know, you're going to use the language of the people that you're trying to, to uh, contact. And so that's, it's going to be really smart to think about who your demographic is. Is it older women who are using it for relaxation and pain relief? Well, you're going to use a different set of language than if it's like, you know, young triathletes who are using it to really get an edge in their um, training regimen, right? That's two different sets of vocabulary. So you're going to use those words, and I would encourage people to um, have someone of that demographic. Um, you know, Sarah, on one staff. of the things that I do when I'm doing those phone calls is I am either typing or writing verbatim 
yeah. what they say. And then really I go back habit. and I pull out those phrases and I put them in a special place so that when I'm writing, I remember how did they speak to me because I want to speak back to them using the same phraseology. Um, and that's really important when you're developing content because you can really connect with someone that way. Yeah. You know, I, I just want to jump in really quick too. As you're, you know, looking at this content and if you're just kind of going at it, you don't have maybe a solidified plan and that's okay. That's totally okay. Um, because, you know, a lot of these company pages, they take a little while to grow, especially with the Facebook analytics, uh, not being too kind to organic growth, but you can look at those analytics. And even if nobody is talking back to you on your posts, you can see how many eyeballs see it. You can see how long they're watching your videos for. So even if they're not necessarily giving you that one-on-one -on -one feedback, you're still going to be able to use those tools to see what posts are doing better and what posts maybe you want to steer away from so that you can continue to build your brand and hopefully let that kind of translate to, you know, building a loyalty within that following uh, consumer base too. Well, and that's a really good transition into what we call sort of inelegantly content buckets. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we, it's sort of a silly name, but I think that it's really important, Jordan, based on that um, advice so when you put similar things into a bucket, you can kind of count against that bucket. Yeah. So give, give an explanation as to what these buckets might look like. Yeah, so we do this with all of our clients and we do it for ourselves too. I mean, this, is, uh, this Facebook Live video falls in one of our content buckets, believe it or not. Um, but what we're looking at trying to do is really laser focus our message into different topics. And then we can measure how those topics are doing and uh, all the traction that they're garnering or not garnering. It's okay if they don't, because then you can adjust your strategy based on sure. that. So, you know, when we're talking about CBD, it's so important to educate people on CBD because let me tell you, when I started at MNC, I knew next to nothing. Thank you, Diane Mulligan for <laughs> educating me, <laughs> but I really didn't know a whole lot. And, um, it's really important, especially people who may be looking at trying those products for the first time to have a steady cadence out there of educational guidance on, you know, this is what it is. This is what it does. This is what it's used for. Well, and we're, and, and uh, we're learning, Jordan, all the time. It, we're learning yeah. the information. So it's a great opportunity, right, to, to take that information and pass it along from, from very reputable people and very exactly. reputable sites. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. You need to make sure that any information you're sharing is um, good, solid, reputable, um, you know, scientific or, or, or really good, useful information that isn't, doesn't come from a questionable source. And, and, and you know, can I jump in here real quick? Yeah, please. Because I think it's really important that we remember no medical claims. You do not want to yeah. raise the ire of the FDA. Right. Um, so no medical claims. We don't have the messaging guidelines yet on what you're allowed to say and what you're not allowed to say. So no matter what, it should not have to do with anything. Um, so I would not say it's a cure for anything. Um, I would even stay away from talking about specific um, medical illnesses because you don't want to do that. Also, just remember that self-care and wellness are the number one things people are looking for. So they want information on that. Yes. And, and what's great is that, okay, this is one of those silver lining things that's kind of weird. Because of all the anxiety that's going on in our country right now, and people are talking constantly about how they're feeling it, this is a great opportunity for you to, to talk about wellness, tranquility, serenity, or energy, because we know that uh, different products are going to give you a, a different sense of well-being. And so you want to talk, talk about those things, so that's really important. The other thing that we've noticed is that um, if the FDA is looking at you as a company and you have testimonials that make medical claims um, that, that say this really helped me with this ailment associated with arthritis or assist, associated with multiple sclerosis or associated with some other type of specific medical ailment, I'm gonna ask you to hide those for right now. The reality is that it's not worth what you're gonna have to go through with the FDA. So when you're in that um, when you're in that initial bucket that we're talking about, about education, mm -hmm. it's just really educate based on, you can educate based on medical literature that's out there. You can absolutely do that, but don't make any claims whatsoever. 
The other thing that I love here is you talk about using um, particular words. And so we talked about this just a minute ago um, that you're talking to your audience. So self-care, health, relaxation, anxiety, um, using uh, emotional words like right. tranquility, serenity, calm, that all falls under this sort of informational bucket of, you know, <clears throat> here's, here's some useful information. And it could be maybe not necessarily connected to a CBD product. So you could do, you could share a post on social media, like um, here's a great technique for uh, when you're in a stressful situation and you need to calm your mind and here's how you do it. It, it falls in that informational bucket. It is falls in under <clears throat> self-care and those use of words, but it, it's not necessarily talking about CBD. It's not saying CBD will lead to this. It's just saying we're talking about a lifestyle. Right. Yeah. This is who we are as a company. This is what we care about. And I should say too, we're, we're about 15 minutes into our Facebook Live. If you have any questions, oh, yeah, feel good. free to leave them below. Um, some of you may be watching on replay. That's totally fine too. Definitely rewind to where Diane was talking about the FDA regulations. I think that was right around 12 to 13 minutes into the video because that's really, really important stuff, especially yes. as you're turning to use social media to try to build your brand. And I think, Sarah, you brought up a really great point is you don't have to necessarily um, be pushing your product with every single post. It's okay to have a little bit of fun, right? Yeah. Exactly. You don't want to do that necessarily. Right. Um, have a little bit of fun. And I mean, that's part of um, building your brand and building um, relationships within your community. And, you know, you think of community like your neighbors next door. Guess yeah. what? You're online. Your community can be anywhere, friends, anywhere in the world, which is really yeah. cool. Well, but I when, want you to think about this as a conversation. So if you yeah. had a friend that you were getting to know, um, you wouldn't necessarily come out and, and say, this is what I make it. This is what I do. And it's really good for you. That's not the conversation. <laughs> that's that's weird. Having, right? <laughs> I mean, that would be really weird. Yeah. That's what you're doing on social media when you're only putting up information about your product, when you're only talking about your product's attributes. That's not what this is. That's not how to build a loyal community. And it's certainly not how to get engagement. So absolutely, a quarter of the time, you can put up information and really push your product. That's fine. But I would say more than once a week, it's going to get a little hard for people. And you're not going to get engagement because you're just selling. And, right. and you know, you, I want you to go ahead and give the discounts. I mean, I'm constantly watching for the discounts for all yeah. the different products that I mm -hmm. try. Um, over the past, in fact, I just, I, I just met with a friend this weekend and was telling her about some products and I said, I will get you some and send them to you. And then I thought about how much money I was going to be spending by doing that. <laughs> and I thought, I emailed her and I said, as soon as I get a coupon, I'm going to get you some and send them to you. <laughs> so, um, and I check my email every day to see what's coming out. But I don't expect somebody to be hitting me constantly on social media with those coupons. That's right. not where I want to do that. I want to have a relationship and talk to them about how cool their product is or what this did. Or um, or even, here's a new idea I have for calming down. Oh, I love that thing that you shared with me. That was so cool. And I'm going to share it again, too. And it has maybe nothing to do with your product. But remember, your name is always on that post. That's all you need. Yeah. And I was just going to say, you know, in the fun department, we, uh, for, for MNC, uh, you know that we are big dog people, like ridiculous dog people. So, and cat. And, and, uh, and cat yes. And you guys are the cat people. So, you know, we have, we have videos and photos and like for National Pet Day, we'll share stuff or for, you know, occasionally on a Friday or if we've got some, you know, great photo of the, or the critters that go through your yard, like the bear this morning. I had a big bear, a very, very big bear walk right down my driveway this morning. It was really yeah. cool. And that just kind of gives the personality that helps you, helps somebody who doesn't know you, who is connecting with you only online, get a sense of who you are. You know, do I like this company? Do I like these people? Do they seem like people that I would want to hang out with? You know, you're creating an authentic relationship. So two-way engagement, and we talked about this a minute ago. There are a zillion ways to do this. You can do um, surveys. You can ask questions on social media. You can pick up the phone and call people. You can you know, do polls. You can do them 
on different social media channels. Um, you know, if you are having a conversation with somebody, just like you pointed out, Diane, and and somebody just totally takes over the whole conversation, doesn't let you get a word in edgewise and tells you about everything they've done and where they go on vacation, what they ate for lunch and what they do and all, that's not a conversation. That's getting talked to. It's right. not two-way. It's, it's not- a diet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's a diatribe, boo. So really look for that, those opportunities to ask your audience, to engage in this conversation and listen to them. Jordan, you have some great things that you do for some of our clients, um, uh, asking them to in engage. And I'm just throwing this at you, so I hope I'm not um, speaking out of turn here, but can you give them some ideas of some of the things that you've asked people to do? I yeah, so I like to ask questions. Sometimes I'll put up a post that says, you know, here's what's happening. Tell us how you feel about it with a GIF, Sarah Beatty. A gif. <laughs> a gif, a gif, you are wrong. Um, I, I think when you ask a question, it really encourages you know people to engage with you. And if you're just kind of getting started on social media, this is where you turn to family and friends. Because yes. the more engagement that your post gets, and if you've got a little bit of help from family or, and friends um, to get that started, it's going to encourage other people who may otherwise be quiet on social media Absolutely. to get involved Absolutely. with your page. And I, I think as you're getting back to them too, that two-way street of engagement is really important to not only have a steady um, cadence in doing that, but also a steady message too. If you have three, four, or five different people um, responding to people on social media, the, the message may get lost. And that's okay to have four or five different people responding, but make sure that you have, um, you know, priority set or messaging in place so that your company's brand doesn't get lost as you're, you know, working really hard to build that loyalty. Absolutely. And I think it's important that you respond fairly quickly. Mm -hmm. um, if it's just um, a, a like or a heart, mm -hmm. that's okay. You don't have to write a comment out every time. But the more you comment, the more they will comment yeah. uh, because you took the time to do that and they're not expecting it. I think mm -hmm. that that's so important. I was on, um, I was on a flight obviously quite a while ago. Um, I was in Phoenix and I was flying one airline and I swear to God, this came on. <laughs> it's we're getting ready to board and they come on the speaker and it was Friday at one thirty. And they said, um, we've had problems with this plane and the next plane out to Denver will be on Monday at 2.30. Remember oh. I said it was Friday at 1.30? Oh. Next plane will be Monday at 2.30. And people, and I burst out laughing because it was like an SNL thing that was going on. Like, <laughs> what? what? Are you kidding? I went on and um, I have my computer with me. I went on and it turned out there was a Southwest flight um, a half an hour later, and it was cheaper. And and the one thing about this other airline said that they were going to refund us, so that was good, and they did. But I called everybody over, and we booked everybody immediately on the Southwest flight, and we went tearing through the airport, and we got home earlier than we would have gotten home. And you were a hero. Crazy. Well, but the funny part was I texted Southwest, and I put a text. Actually, I just put. I just um, tweeted. I didn't text. I tweeted. I just put a tweet on MNC that said, thank you at Southwest Airlines. Um, you just saved all of us. There are 30 people who are really happy uh, because our other flight got canceled. And within five minutes, I had a response. That just blew my mind. And certainly it reinforced my loyalty yeah. to flying with Southwest, even if it might be a little bit more expensive. I feel better than the, certainly than the airline that said I would have to like sleep in the airport for three days. Oh, <laughs> I had that but. with Lodge cast iron. So you know that I am a big chef and I love my cast iron. And you I, are. <laughs> I, I, I forget what I said. It was something about, you know, you season, use your downtime to season your lot, your cast iron pans. Lodge cast iron saw it because I did hashtag cast iron and Lodge saw it retweeted it, comment, and said, show us your pans, baby. And I'm like, oh, yay. <laughs> you know, and I haul out my pants. I know. It's ridiculous. And yet, you you know, I felt seen for my love of cast iron. Oh, but you love the fact that they just said, show us your pants. But we'll let them. Okay, well, anyway. <laughs> that might be true. That might be true. People want to feel appreciated. 
And if you're, if you're reaching out to them, they want you to like or comment or share, but to respond and to try and do that. You know, at MNC, we have a list of, of uh, companies that we really look at their social every day. We just put it in a, twist, in a Twitter list. We look at their Facebook. We look at Instagram. It takes now probably, I'd say 20 minutes a day, but man, it's 20 minutes that is really well spent. Mm -hmm. And when we respond to them, we, many times we get another response back and that's great because now you've got that conversation going on, which is really, really cool. Um, so what happens guys, if, um, it's a negative, if it's a negative comment, what do we yeah. do? I mean, you're going to get them. You're bound to, right? Oh, for sure. And you know, to go back on what I was talking about before, if you have multiple people, you know, managing your pages, you have to have messaging in place. Because you don't want to have one person that says, oh, S, um, private message us, and another person who ignores it and doesn't say anything. Um, you really need to have some sort of protocol in place so that you can address that in a way that doesn't reflect negatively on your company, yourself, or your product, but also tries to get the best of that situation for any of the other eyeballs that may see that negative comment. Well, and I think that that's a really important thing. So what we tell clients is if you get a negative response and it's somebody who maybe didn't have a great experience, they're not just an out and out troll. They're going, hey, my box was crushed when it arrived. Mm -hmm. um, you have an opportunity, you're moving the stairs to say, oh my gosh, so-and-so, really sorry about this. Could you private message me and we'll get this resolved? Um, because you are resolving that issue for that client, but you're also showing anyone else who is following your social media and maybe interested in buying from you, that you are a responsive company and you take these things seriously. So that's if someone is, has a legitimate complaint. But the thing, the key there is, gosh, so-and-so, we are so sorry, private message me. Yeah, get it out of the right. public space. You're getting it out of the right. public space. You do not want to have this conversation about exactly the minutia of the issue or what might have happened. You're not, you're not having this conversation in public. You're getting it off uh, the, the page as quickly as you can so that you can get it resolved as quickly as you can. How many times do you think you should answer a, um, a negative comment and go back and forth with somebody? Like a trolley troll? Yeah. Uh, twice. Twice. Yeah, I think so too. You know, you say, if you get a, a, an out and out turkey online, you just go, oh gosh, so sorry. You know, what can we, how can we make it right? Right? Start there. Right. If, there if it becomes clear that there is absolutely no way you can make it right, um, you know, hey, I'm not sure how you, I don't know that you respond after that. If, if they're just snarling, you kind of leave them out there snarling. Now, if they're, you know, bombing your page with a bunch of garbage, right. then I think you're, you're well within your rights to just hide that if they're just out there to cause trouble. But the interaction is twice. You, you gosh, so sorry. What can I do to make it right? And then if they're just uh, belligerent after that, one more response, one more uh, asking them what you can do. And if, if you can't make them happy, move on. The other thing that I find is that if you have that relationship, you've built that community, many times your community will start to respond to whoever is trolling you. And yes. that's fantastic. When that starts to happen, then be quiet. Let your community stand up for you. That is one of the best situations that I have seen that happen over and over and over again. So if you get that negative comment and it's not something that you think you can let's say it's really out of left field um, and it's not something like I need help with this or I had a problem with this product or I don't understand this, but it's something out of left field. Um, your product sucks type of stuff. Or um, CBD is terrible and immoral and like you're just exactly. not going to win that person over. Right. Right. I would say give it five minutes and see if somebody else responds before you even have to respond. We see this because, a lot. Right? I mean, it can make, it can make a difference um, because that, that tends to shut people down much more quickly if it's one of those left field things than if you start to engage. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't engage. So you have to be on top of your social media. Um, we have notifications every time someone um, comments on our page definitely need to have those things so that you know what's going on and somebody who's actually watching that stuff. Yeah. I want to talk about monitoring. Monitoring, oh, which is my one of my favorite things. 
Um, so is. Jordan, she is a total monitoring nerd. I know. I kind of am a data and <laughs> analytics nerd. So Jordan and I share this nerdiness um, because we use the same tools and they are awesome. Um, so we've got some really sophisticated tools um, that can monitor kind of the whole social media landscape, all of it, um, everything online basically um, instantly. That's a, that's a, that comes with a fairly um, hefty price tag. Um, so it's a great tool on behalf of our clients, but it's probably not one that, you know, a small company might uh, necessarily have. But um, just like Diane, you just said, uh, you can set instant notifications on all your social media. So mm -hmm. anybody comments, anybody likes, anybody shares, engages with your stuff in any way, you get an immediate notification from any of your social media channels. You can also set Google alerts um, so you'll get a roundup and you can, you can decide, do I want to be notified immediately? Now, immediately is uh, subjective and I do relative, <laughs> relative. Uh, it's a little squishy. So don't assume that it's like the immediate notification that you get from your social media accounts, but you can absolutely set a Google alert and just see, is anybody out there talking about me? And those are two um, no cost ways to keep an eye on what's being said about you in, in the social media space. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And it's important to stay up to, up to speed on that too, because some people I know it, it's scary. Social media can be scary. You, you know, even if they they're saying nice things about you, you're just waiting for that one person to come back with a negative comment and you know, it's bound to happen. And, and the sooner that you can accept that, the sooner you can get into some really good practices when it comes to social media or Google reviews or Yelp or anything like that. Um, and that can be, that should be a thing that you check in on as well. Maybe it's a, you know, a bi-weekly thing or a weekly thing, depending on how often you're seeing those reviews um, coming in. But that is, you know, something that could slip kind of by the wayside if you're not careful to stay on top of it. Well, and we talk Jordan. about how consistency is king. Sorry, right. Diane. I just wanted to ask real quick, um, I, Jordan, I'd love you to explain real quickly about hashtags on Twitter and Instagram and how oh, you're yeah, yeah, yeah. using those. Absolutely. I mean, um, hashtags are like the primary way to search on Instagram and um, I think you can do that on Facebook too, but not as I, I'm anti hashtag on Facebook. Some people like them on Facebook, whatever. So it's kind of thrown away, but especially on Twitter and Instagram, if you and are LinkedIn, seeing right? hashtags, LinkedIn too, right. So, you know, if you're searching hashtags on all three of those platforms, you may be seeing hashtags that you're not using that a lot of other people are using that the community that you're trying to, you know, either break into or bring into your group is using. So that's incredibly important to stay on top of, you know, what those are, who's using them, how frequently they're using them, and how you can best get into that conversation as well. Absolutely. Thank you. You're okay, welcome. Sarah, you can, <laughs> let's talk about consistency. Consistency is king. Okay. It is king. <clears throat> and we've kind of alluded to this. So we develop content for our clients and for our own social media on a monthly basis. So we have a pretty good idea of what's going where and what's getting published on social media throughout the month, which is great. You might do it on a weekly basis, you know, then you're going to be scrambling, I guarantee you, every Friday. So just think about what amount of time that you have available to, to get ready for this. But look at things overall so that you know that, you know, holidays, you're always going to have holiday content, right? Because 4th of July is 4th of July every single year. Um, right. But you can develop this cadence of content and it becomes consistent. And then you could, using those buckets that we talked about earlier, you could say, okay, Monday, we're going to talk about this subject. Tuesday, we're going to talk about this subject. I've reviewed my uh, Google Analytics and I know that my biggest sales day is Wednesday at, uh, you know, between 9 and 11. Your Google Analytics might say that or your sales data might say that. So I'm going to throw out a post every Wednesday about a product. That's my 25% or 20%, uh, you know, product post every week so that it's consistent. And um, the other thing, the key piece here is don't go dark. Don't like, you know, one month go gangbusters and you've got content left, right, and sideways. And then the next month you get really busy and stuff is going on. And you just kind of go, oh yeah, I haven't posted anything in a while. Well, you're not going to build an audience that way. Uh, the algorithms are not going to reward you for that. 
and your customers are not going to reward you for that because you're not engaging with them. They can't, they can't trust you to be there, which is a little dramatic, but, but really, I mean, again, this is a relationship, an authentic relationship. You need to be there at their moment of need. So consistency is the, king. Most of the uh, channels have scheduling tools that are free. Yes. So you can actually say Sunday night, I'm going to spend one hour and I'm going to schedule. If you were doing all the channels, you'd probably do them in an hour if you were really thinking about it. Yeah. And, and Twitter, think, by I the way, go ahead. Twitter has just rolled out a scheduling feature. So you can schedule on Twitter where you, um, and I think almost everybody has access to that new feature um, that you're, uh, is available for free on Twitter. So you don't have to go to an additional platform like Sprout or Hootsuite or something like that to schedule on Twitter. I also want to make sure you understand that Facebook, people go to Facebook and, and people are, who are going to Facebook, think of me. That's who's on Facebook. Um, and at my age, um, maybe a little bit younger, um, but Facebook is a great place to kind of expand. Um, that's great for educational posts and that type of thing. But then Twitter, Twitter is really important because that's where the journalists are and that's where you can get real strong conversations going back and forth. So uh, remember it's 280 characters now, not 140 anymore. And that every journalist is on Twitter. And if you're really trying to develop your, your company and to show what a great product you have and to build credibility, which will help you build a loyal following, then you need to be on Twitter and you need to be talking with those journalists. Um, LinkedIn is much more for thought leadership. Mm -hmm. So when you're going to put something on LinkedIn, I want you to think about really talking about things that matter, things that are important to business people, um, things about your business. That's what you're really doing there. It's more B2B than B2C on LinkedIn. And then Instagram is definitely B2C. And I want you to really think about visuals. Visuals matter more than anything. And Jordan, do you want to talk a little bit about the stories function? And how that works? Yeah, you're good at yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. And bef before I dive into that, I want to back up a little bit about the Twitter and journalists too. You hear journalists, and I don't want you to think like your local news station, although that would be cool if they did a story on your product, but yeah. also in that space are trade publications. And you, you know, some of your consumers are going to be looking at those trade publications because maybe they're eager to learn you know, more about CBD or hemp. Um, so that's important. You're not necessarily targeting the CNN or the uh, Fox News or, you know, whomever, although the they're out there guys. looking for sources, right? Sure. I mean, they could be looking at a nationwide story thinking, well, you know, who can I talk to? <laughs> and they're happy to talk to anybody anywhere because everybody that's can right. hop on Zoom and do an interview. I mean, hey, you never know, right? Uh, swing for the fences, but um, engaging with those trade publication reporters and oftentimes they write for a number of different um, or contribute to a number of different uh, places and articles um, and publications, that's going to be really key um, to growing your brand, at least on Twitter. And Absolutely. Um, yeah, getting back to the Instagram stories, though, before we go too far down the rabbit hole and I lose my train of thought. Us? Um, nah. Instagram in, you know, <laughs> for people. Sorry. What's that? Squirrel. I We're teasing squirrel. you. We're teasing you. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> clearly it worked. <laughs> it's, something that you really want to invest in stories are where people like myself millennials are hanging out on instagram we don't necessarily care for you know seeing the pictures i mean the pictures are pretty but if you're going to update daily and have a cadence daily on instagram stories is where you want to do it and it's pretty easy to use you just go in tap your little thing up on the upper left hand side of your screen and then you record a video of yourself or, you know, maybe you're recording a video of the product labels and you can add stickers and emojis. You know what and, you do well? And GIFs. And I'm going to, I'm going to inflate your head here a little bit. Um, oh gosh. Uh, I know. I'm sorry. It's we'll deal with him later. But one of the things that you did on an Instagram story that I thought was great. And we got a lot of engagement on was a day at the office where the printer had quit working. And then all of a sudden was spitting out like 50 documents from days like we'd been sending stuff to it for days and all of a sudden it decided to work. And it was just, it was just a moment in the office where several people were standing around the printer laughing at all this stuff that we were like, that's where it is. So that was a great use of Instagram story to just kind of peek behind the curtain, showcase um, the camaraderie of the office and kind of exactly. chuckle about a silly inconsequential thing 
And I know that um, a lot of people might look at that and be like, why on earth? Uh, but I can't answer that. I don't know why on earth that's interesting, but it just is. Right. I mean, because it's your it's space. Because it's a slice of life. I mean, right. and it also shows the human side of MNC, who we are, what we mm -hmm. go through. Um, you know, I was thinking um, a long, long time ago, um, I was in a, in a newsroom on an early morning. My boyfriend was with me. Um, so this that was a while very ago. Long ago. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we had some disasters in the newsroom with, um, we actually had the, 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 um, the wires came over the wire machines. There were no computers at that time. But anyway, he is back in to get, he went in to get a soda. And I hear this terrible noise. And I only wish we had TikTok and all of the stuff that we have now then. Of course, we didn't even have cell phones. But anyway, I go in there and the machine, he put his money in and, and the soda machine would drop a cup and then the, the soda would go into the cup automatically. It just started spitting cups and spitting soda like a, <laughs> a okay, now I'm really going to date myself, like a Lucille Ball thing. But anyway, oh I mean, man, literally, he had 50 cups before I could get to unplug the machine because it was spitting so much. That would have you know, been a if, brilliant, brilliant oh, live. I would have been, it would have gone viral. We could have yeah. put ads on it. We could have made money. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and the fact is, and then we would have had to bleep a lot too. But that's a whole other issue. Oh, well, anyway, that's true. But, but the look on his face when, because he's in a place that he's not used to being, you know, he's in the, he's in, in a, basically in a newsroom. It's just the two of us that are in there because it's so early in the morning and this is happening. It's that kind of stuff that if you can grab that stuff, if you think about, oh, this would be really cool, then that would be really fun. That would be great. Yeah. So, um, I want to talk really quickly about communication tools because you actually have a ton of tools at your disposal. Um, and we call these um, own media or social media. It's kind of an inside baseball term, but just think about all of the ways that you have to communicate with your, with your customers. You've got your website, right? Keep that fluffed up and cleaned up and nicely presented and make sure it's up to date. Um, and you can put updates on there. You can, um, you know, use a blog. We we're big on blogs, right? So you can be constantly updating and have and new. You can move those people from your social to your yep. blog, right? I mean, you're educating. That's another place where you can put education and really add because you're adding to their knowledge, especially in CBD. People want so much um, to learn more about CBD. If you become the place that they go, and your website is filled with information, I have seen some amazing websites out there where I've yeah. learned so much about CBD, and I just love it. Yeah. So that's a great channel. Don't neglect your website. Use that, you know, all the time. And like Diane just mentioned, you can move them from social to your website or you can move them from social to your blog and then, you know, provide something of value, which we're right. going to do in just a minute, by the way, we have the four C's coming up. So I'm going to show you how this works in practice, but <laughs> you know, get their email. Like I, I was at a conference and, and the person pointed out in this uh, seminar you don't own your client, you don't own your customer until you own their email. Social media is rented real estate. So you can, you can do brilliant, wonderful, amazing things on social media, absolutely. But you're, you're, you need to move them from social media into being able to contact them in other ways. You could do it by text. If you've got their text, you've got, you know, so you can grab their email and communicate with them that way. You can grab their text their phone number and text and text with them, communicate that way. So layer in all of the methods of communication into a strategy to be able to communicate with people on all of the different platforms. And I'm going to say it again, be available to your clients, your customers at their moment of need, where they need you, when they need you. And even sometimes before they need you, if they're potential clients, it's a great way. You don't want to bug them. It's a relationship. Remember that. This is, you know, going back to old fashioned times when we used to pick up the phone or we'd meet somebody for coffee and all the other. Okay. This is a relationship. So you don't want to over, uh, over touch, but you want to consistently touch them with things that are relevant to them. And, and that's a great thing for social media. Jordan was talking about those surveys. Fact is that if you can figure out where they are, where their heads are, what is their pain point? what's relevant to them and provide answers to those questions, 
you are going to be somebody who they then, when they need someone in your industry, when they're, when they're interested in, in sleeping better, when they're interested in reducing their anxiety, um, or, or when they just want to know more because they're just not sure whether CBD is appropriate for them, who are they going to go to? The person who has given them information, but in a fun um, and, and a really relational type way engaging way. So I'm going to pull this up here because um, Jordan, you uh, wrote a blog a while ago and at, at the time it was the three C's. Now it's the four C's and I think that's really brilliant. And this is a downloadable, um, which we'll tell you how to get that in just a second, but go through the four C's if you would, please. Yeah, no problem. I mean, the four C's, the first three we had were clear, compassionate, and consistent. And we added conversational because if you go back to when we first started this Facebook live video and we just all reflected on, holy cow, 2020 has been 2020 mm. and all of the things that have happened here um, in us trying to kind of lean on one another and, you know, converse in a way that, you know, we're, we're people and, you know, we're neighbors and, you know, we don't have to be best friends, but we're, we're at least acknowledging each other as humans and not robots, um, it's important that not only uh, we're clear, compassionate, and consistent in our message, but we're also conversational. Well, and Diane pointed out the other day, and she had to wander off to shut the door and, and, and come back, because hello, and we're all working from home, and yeah, right? talk about compassion, right? <laughs> like, Quietly, nobody would know. <laughs> well, that's okay, because my garage door just opened, and so yes. we're all facing the same thing. Um, was so that the humming that I heard? That was yes, the humming was that like I had a garage door open too, so sorry. <laughs> oh, woo! Okay, so we all have compassion for working from home and trying to do these Zoom calls, right. uh, which are very consistently interrupted by things. But the conversational part of this, Diane, I want you to go through that example about terpenes and entourage effect and all of this language that we get used to because we know what that is, CBD, THC, uh, you know. CBN, CBG. Yeah, it's fine. And you can hear the garage door going against. So I apologize for that. But anyway, it's fine to use those terms. But when you use them, define them right after you're using them, whether you're doing that in general speech, whether you're doing that in, in something that you're writing, if you say terpenes, explain what terpenes are very short mm -hmm. explanation. But remember, people are coming to you for all different levels of education. Mm -hmm. And also remember that those people who are um, just entering, I always think those are the people who are um, the greatest possibility for you to, to turn into a loyal customer, um, customer and, to and become part of your tribe because you're really going forward and giving them more information um, at a time when they really need it. And by using the terms, you're not acting like anyone's dumb here, um, but you're explaining to them and you're teaching them without being teaching in your face type of thing. So that's where we want you to be really conversational. And then remember at the very beginning, we talked about using their words, um, using their phraseology and what you're talking. When I'm talking to my 21 year old son versus when I'm talking to my 80 year old mother, I am speaking two different languages. Heavens, I'm speaking way more than two probably. But anyway, I'm speaking different languages. Um, and I want you to do the same thing. You need to think who you are, what voice are you using, and then make sure that anyone else who's doing social media for you um, is doing the same thing. That's really, really important. Yeah. And that's just part of, again, a conversation, right? You are building an authentic relationship because you would have Absolutely. an a, a conversational um, interaction with somebody on the phone, with somebody that you work with, with maybe uh, somebody that you were romantically interested, right? You're having a two-way conversation to build this relationship. Then you get married and it's one way. No, sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no. <laughs> different, different webinar entirely. And totally I don't know when webinars. we're going to get to that. Sorry about that. <laughs> Hang on. But you definitely want more of the three of us because we do this every Friday we have a heck of a good time doing it. Um, we answer your questions. So if you have questions, if you think, oh, I wish I were able to just bounce some ideas off some PR people. I just want to get, you know, ask this question. I'd always wanted to know, hey, you can do that. Send us an email. Sign up for the Move the Stairs blog. 
Um, you can do it through the uh, Facebook link that is currently uh, live on this um, Facebook post. You can sign up for the blog and you'll um, get that emailed to you. Um, but if you want the downloadable doc uh, using the four C's to commit to supercharge your communications with your employees, with your customers, your clients, uh, really anyone, um, you can do that by emailing Jordan, who will deal with all of it and answer all of those emails and take care of everything. Email Jordan. Yay, Jordan. Or you can just email me and, and tell me how awesome I am and feed my ego. Just <laughs> and say, oh, Jordan, you work with those two gals and I don't know how you do it, man. I mean, I, I won't confirm nor deny that I've gotten those emails before. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, anyway, I am well, we the IT director, so I can find out. Yes, exactly. This is so we, true. We really hope we've, um, we've helped kind of walk you through how you can really build customer loyalty. That it's a great time to do it. I mean, truly a great time to do it. It doesn't take a lot of time. There's really a process. And if you put the process in place, you're going to really reduce the amount of time that it takes. But being consistent, being conversational, being compassionate, meeting people where they are. I mean, if you're talking about COVID, um, you want to be compassionate. Let's say if you're talking about somebody, um, to somebody who has been diagnosed, always start with um, how sorry you are for them and is there anything mm -hmm. that you can do for them. It's that, it's that type of thing. It's the same thing you would do if you were having a one-on-one -on -one conversation. And we're, we will be back next Friday and we're going to talk about- You two will be back. I will not oh, be. So that's right. Sarah's on vacation, but um, which for her, we don't like it very much, but it's okay. It has to happen. <laughs> Which we know um, all all hell's gonna break loose now that yes. Sarah's out of here. That's the right word. Yes. <laughs> so whatever. But anyway, so we're going to um, talk about the power of planning for your brand protection. You all have worked so hard yep. to develop these businesses. You put your heart and soul into it, and because of social media, um, your reputation can be absolutely destroyed. Mm -hmm. in a matter of two minutes. It's just crazy. So what we talk about is brand protection. How do you prepare um, for the unthinkable, which is now apparently the thinkable. Totally thinkable. The past three yeah, months. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really, it is what it is. Yeah. So we helped you, we helped you forecast what might be coming down, but we also give you some great tips on how to, um, no matter what the situation is, how to figure out how to, to prepare. And again, we're talking about a two-page plan. We are not talking about anything that's like a big binder, a two-page yeah. plan that's really going to help prepare you and help protect your company. It's kind of, it's a type of business insurance if you think about it. Well, and this so, is a proprietary tool that you've developed. So this right. is something that MNC uses. This is the process that we use. Um, so you're going to get an inside look at what we've put together through all of the experience and all of the learnings that we've had, um, and including thinking through how do you monitor for this. So it's a really, it's a cool system, and I can't wait to, to get into that. Or I can't wait for you to get into that next week while I'm on. <laughs> You'll be watching, I'm sure. I'm, Absolutely. Right, Sarah? I will not have access to Wi-Fi. Oh, we'll send a hotspot with you. Okay, yeah. thank you. So we will look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks so much for tuning in today. And again, if you have any questions, just shoot us an email and make sure you download the four C's.